Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the treacherous waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie, Tomato Tomato Bellicom, <laughs> Sam, Potato Potato Burns, and Ellie, who the fuck says potato? That's not reasonable. <laughs> Let's just call the whole thing off. Sparrow. Really, no one says potato. Literally nobody well, in the what? history of the, the world. I, the only reason I can think of to say potato is if you are learning English and you have read the word tomato and been taught that one, but not potato. Mm. Then that would, yeah. that would be a sensible reason. But yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I thought that would be a sensible assumption. English is not a sensible language, like, at all. No. But that's the only reason I can think of as to why you would say potato. Yes. Mm. So how does that quote, uh, quotation go? English is three languages in a trench coat. Robbie, uh, Robbie, Fucking uh, other languages for grammar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Speaking of mugging other languages for grammar, it's time for us to... Commit a mugging one. <laughs> It's time for us to cast our mind through the syntactically complex concept of uh, the present and demand uh, future us what messages from the now. It's future Jason with messages from the present. This episode of Flintlocks and Fireballs is brought to you by you. As ever, a massive thanks to our crew members on the Flintlocks Patreon who help keep this ship sailing. There's a wealth of extra content and bonus features for patrons, including regular blog posts, extra stories narrated by the cast, artwork, and a monthly poll for the community to help design an element to go into the game. You can check it out at patreon.com slash flintlocksandfireballs, link in the description. And that's it for announcements this time. Back to you, Pastor Jason. I definitely meant to, you know through the concept of now and ask for messages from the present but I'd already used one of the two words and it worked <laughs> I yeah, liked it, it worked. don't question it this is a strange it. thing a strange thing you're kind of trained to do and I do feel you're trained to do this in like English class mm. Uh, mm. as a kid is to avoid repetition of the same word yes yeah. like just yeah. trying to put more variety yeah. in and I do like it but yeah but sometimes the same word feels like the right one mmm mm. And sometimes, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you get too if, obsessed over it and just start avoiding the word "said," your writing gets real fucking weird. <laughs> this, is, this to the point where this actually has a name. It's called the said bookism, where wow. writers uh, trying to avoid using the word "said" uh, will exclaim, declaim, uh, mm. <laughs> pronounce. And, and even ejaculate. And indeed. Yeah. <laughs> I love ejaculate. Vigorously ejaculate. <laughs> That's a word. Uh, Which statement. you don't need to, because the brain will skip over the word said. It stops being <laughs> no Some words, if you repeat them, it becomes noticeable and it's annoying. But the word said vanishes. Readers yeah. don't mind it. Well, it's like the and and. Yeah. Like, yeah. you don't think about those words because they're just there to join other words together. Yeah. Like <laughs> literal conjunctives there. And yes. <laughs> unless you unless you particularly need to emphasize that they are exclaiming something mm. or, or or similar uh or even occasionally you know sobbing something. Uh yeah, the 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 way in uh, the way in which you uh, the character says the thing or explicitly says the thing is jarring to your brain because most of the time in English, you will write, you know, 
you'll write, ah, the moon looks bright tonight, he said. Um, rather mm. than, he said, the moon looks bright tonight. So if you've got, the moon looks bright tonight, he exclaimed, and you've read that as like a calm, the moon looks bright tonight. As soon as you read, he said, he exclaimed, you've, you've got to jump backwards and go, oh, the moon looks bright tonight. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you see, this as an audiobook narrator, I run into this so much, and oh, good gods. I was about to say, I felt that's a very actory peeve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, we got taught, like in, in sight reading. Um, we got taught to literally be like saying the word and like looking slightly ahead mm. while you were saying yeah, it so that you, you read ahead while you're talking. Yeah, just like a little bit, you know, so that you wouldn't miss things like you were supposed to be exclaiming. Other dyslexic people, how do you do that? Um, Genuinely. <laughs> oh, I mean, the jury's out on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say ADHD is how I do that. Mm, yeah. Hmm. I, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm I not, think that's one uh, where they help each other out. The brain's bored of what it's yeah, re- already um, saying, so it's looking ahead. I, yeah, I, that's exactly. It. I mean, I'm not a confirmed member of the Lixdexics, um, but <laughs> it's the, the the vibes. It, it's it's pretty high chance at this point from several bits of evidence. I, and yeah, I, I think I would get bored reading. Like I I agree with that statement actually. I've got to say, as the one member of the Flublox crew who's definitely not dyslexic, it still catches me out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're all one, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> and on that cheerful note, it's time to begin Flintlocks and Fireballs. <laughs> Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken, storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Farm. We had a five-minute dis- uh, digression on said bookisms. Sorry. Now, <laughs> I make no apologies. I'm here to have a good yeah. time and yeah. be a silly little guy. And I did, I, we did both during that intro. <laughs> but we also, uh, previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, we also, fa- uh, the party also found themselves in the domain of the lawbearer. Uh, the penultimate wing, it would appear, of the Cirrus Citadel and the eleventh sorcerer that uh, whose domain they have visited. Uh, navigating their way through the uh, bureaucratic obstacles of the city and the state, uh, the party have uh, are working towards uh, uh, at least someone getting grade three citizenship so that they can get a high enough class passport to leave with all of their magic items. Uh, in the process of which, they appear to have uncovered it, quite possibly some manner of conspiracy. Uh, jury's still out on that one. Relating, uh, that seems to be disappearing spirits uh, and the spirit cited. After last time uh, meeting the uh, meeting the defender uh, uh, Low Bay uh, and her bloodhound spirit, uh, who had appeared had 
fled into the wilderness uh, as a child, lived amongst the uh, different groups of the lawless, and then returned to try and discover why it is that spirits are vanishing within the city itself. Uh, along the way, the party have met a uh, varied cast of characters, uh, discovered the limits to which they can and can't break the law uh, without being <laughs> automatically discovered by the law itself, uh, discerned that... Uh, let's see, discerned that one of the edicts that empower the magistrates appear to have been stolen, uh, uh, has been uh, stolen or lost at some point in the last uh, 20 years. Uh, what else have we got? Oh, detected the presence of undead within the centre of the city. Which is where we uh, <laughs> where we left uh, last time, with... which we've all been pissing ourselves over all week. <laughs> yeah. Appropriately enough, as Corzin nipped into a public toilet to discern this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And having uh, cleanly, uh, having just washed your hands, Corzin, you'll mm -hmm. uh, you'll be heading back up to inform <laughs> the others as yes. you are leaving. Uh, as you as a group are in the process of leaving the Rosewood Theatre, having watched uh, Rose of the Wastes, mm -hmm. uh, and now have an invita uh, have a late night invitation to The Looking Glass, a high, uh, uh, apparently high-grade restaurant uh, <laughs> within the city, which you are only being allowed into. Uh, because literally when I say high grade I mean that you need a high grade passport to enter uh, sorry high grade citizenship to enter I hate this place <laughs> uh, you are coming at the invitation of Magnus Redfolder uh, noted patron of the theatre uh, the sole enchanter in the city and hate uh, him. one of mm. the very few grade 6 citizens Oh, you! Mm. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that bit. I hate him even more. <laughs> Classism in action. Oh, this place yeah. is terrible. Um, I haven't. Oh, he... sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to say at this particular point, um, Causin emerges from the uh, from the City of London esque underground toilets, but mm. much better kept. I have I have an important note that I wrote down. This is an out of character thing from last time. Uh -huh. um, I've got a note that says Scamp wants to pet the dog with a picture of the dog. Yeah. Oh, I did do that. I did do that last you time. Did I did do manage that. it. Cracking. Yes. Hooray. Sort I'm going gonna, gonna to take the off dog that. dog came and sat under like my hand. Yep. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Well, um, that's addressed. Um, carry on <laughs> with the story, right. by all means. <laughs> so, um, Coulson is going to gather everyone and go, right, so... Um, We've got problems. There's oh, a there's a fairly large amount of undead around here. You're not really sure how large it is, but you've just got a definite sense of them. Like, okay. at least there, like it, there could be a ton of undead. There could be uh, there could be one really strong undead. The point is, there's undead. Yeah, there's other like, well, can't uh, really pin down numbers, but. Enough. 
I'm going to say that Celestia puts the dots together at the same speed that I did and makes the same assumption. So you see, like, eyes widen. How big a number is, is quite a lot? Could that be like 200, for example? Could be, if they're fairly low level. Right. What are you thinking? Well, there should be, from, you know, the a million population. Yeah. There should be about 200 yeah. sighted people, right? Yeah. That would be about average right. for a million, yeah. So, if one didn't want spirit sighted people but did want a bunch of undead, killing That's the person really good and forcing one, yeah. the spirit to go in them and be an undead would be a pretty good way to deal with that, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, that would that would be a very yep. efficient way of... Fuck. Uh, fuck. I'm, uh, I'm real angry, friends. Yeah. I'm going to also make the link that I made immediately after the thing off air and just as questioned this in-world, but... Yeah. Um, you know all them guardy people what can break the law and stuff because they're in charge? The law doesn't apply to them because they're dead. Fuck. Yeah, the ones who never talk to each other. So, you know, we thought maybe they were psychic or whatever, but no, maybe they just don't need to because they're not got a brain in there. How many? How many of those enforcers are there? Are there about two fucking hundred per chance? Well, I didn't get a well, chance to count. Here's the thing: two hundred for a million, but this is not a million people, and that's it. This is a million people currently. This is. 800 years of population? Yeah. How long yeah. Do population even stable? Could be... Oh, there could be loads more. Yeah. We don't know... How, if this is what they're doing, we don't know how long it's been going on. No, we don't. This is a real problem. Yep. The odds of uh, us burning this place to the ground just went mm. really up, didn't they? I mean, they were really high anyway, I'll be honest, but yeah. Mm. There's like, there's like quiet, scary anger with Celestia right now. Like, if you really look, you can probably see like little lightning crackles in the hair. And the mm. rainbow spirit is like, like a coiled snake, like it's pissed. The uh, Shanti glances to victory. Is this... Is burning places to the ground a habit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, from everything I've uh, heard. Yeah. Only when the occasion it's, warrants it. It's like our calling card. <laughs> hey. Listen, I've torched the town before, you know. Sometimes have you just you? have to. I grew up on a pirate ship. Oh, shit, of course. <laughs> I can literally... <laughs> What do you think yeah. I do? I don't what know. What do you think I use fireballs for? Well, just because you've lived on a pirate ship doesn't mean you've burned an entire town to the ground, does it? Well, I didn't do it all mm. myself. Well, I assumed you probably had help. I've never burned a whole town by myself either. That would be really hard. There's a pause. Both Victory and Shanty and Jeffrey all look at Scamp. <laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. It wasn't a, okay. Well, it was, there was a big flashy light thing. It wasn't just. It was complicated. And should we move on? 
I believe we have a fancy dinner to get to. Oh, no. Maybe we should yes. stay not moving on. Mm. Yeah, I'm really not feeling it, but, you know. Who are we going to dinner with? This was some person you met. Oh, some twat. What's his name? Red Folder? Um... Was it Red Folder? Uh, okay, okay. Oh, the, uh, the dwarven chap. Yeah, he's some fucking posh ass, horrible fucking stupid patron dipshit of the theatre. <laughs> well, it'd probably be more uh, suspicious if we didn't go. Yes, oh, no, would. we definitely should go. Um, we should learn everything we can about this place, really, shouldn't mm. we? He's like yeah. a really high-level citizen, I think, and that makes me really pissed. Uh, yeah. How come? Like, how, let me know. I know where you're. No, how come so high level? Like, what's the? Why so know, special? Man. What made him? I've no idea. I, I know that. Um, yeah, he funds a lot of stuff at the theatre, but I, I don't imagine that makes you high level. I think that's probably because he's high level that he can do that. So I, I don't yeah. know how it happened. Well, maybe we can ask him. Maybe. Shoot. All right. Uh... I mean, I'm guessing that our invitation doesn't extend to our new friend with the dog, and... Probably not, no. And also, that would put her in horrible danger, to be honest. Good. Just figured I'd check. Um, like, going to a fancy dinner with the sort of people that run these kind of decisions, like, this terrible idea. Um, we should tell her where we're going, though. Yeah, and find a place to meet up afterwards. And also, I, I might... We should, we should probably update her. Actually, I will say that for the sake of time, yeah. you uh, make a good, update you her, connect yeah. uh, with uh, Lebay and give her a quick update on the what you've observed and the conclusions you've drawn. The assumptions, yeah. <laughs> uh, she is deeply disturbed by this, uh, and agrees to essentially loiter uh, around the back of the. Uh, <laughs> essentially uh, tower uh, where the looking glass is located um, this being this arrangement set up you head to the building itself as mentioned a lot of the buildings around here uh, are in the very in the very center of the city uh, are a sort of architectural fusion of uh, <laughs> Almost sort of central, uh, central London, and uh, 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 and classical, uh, uh, classical uh, Oriental uh, architecture of the sort of um, uh, uh, East Haldanic variety. Hmm. Uh, this one, uh, the restaurant, rather than being located on ground level, as with uh, most of the restaurants here. Uh, it would appear that the looking glass is actually located up near the top of this particular structure. Uh, not on the very top floor, uh, but sort of uh, down but one. Uh, and there is a... Uh, I'm just thinking about this. Yeah, it's base. It's going to have to be stairs. Uh mm rather than uh, having someone just pulling on a pulley uh, to get you up to that. So you send the various... uh, You send the stairwell um, uh, to... Well, actually, first of all, you arrive arrive at the queue outside the building, uh, which is... uh, Of which... 
there it is short but quickly pro uh, sort of uh, seeming longish but quite quickly processed uh, it appears that it's mostly filled with the uh, fellow theater goers who are filtering in and most people arriving are being uh, are having papers checked and being turned away um, the others it seems have reservations or the like and are quickly waved through by the uh, Interestingly, despite the lack, despite the fact that violence is not pro is utterly prohibited, the uh, well-dressed uh, door, uh, the well-dressed doorman is nevertheless quite a large half orc, mm -hmm. um, who uh, uh, who speaks with a uh, with a soft voice, uh, but tones that definitely do not brook argument. Mm. Uh, as you hear him, uh, uh, as you actually see uh, one figure at the front uh, approach the front of the crew queue uh, uh, that uh, you recognize uh, as being Fulviola Crest, uh, the theater, uh, the uh, uh, manager of the theater. Darling, I'm, uh, I've been invited by Magnus himself. He is a great patron. Papers, please. Yes, I know. I uh, And they are here. Do you have a reservation? I told you, I'm here on Magnus's reservation. Your papers mark you as grade four. Without a prior reservation, I can't let you in. No, the point I'm trying... Please move aside. <laughs> Someone else moves in, in is, front. There's this moment where, just as we're like not lit by the restaurant, you like see Celestia put the face on. There's this moment of like, like an like an angry breath, and then just the acting comes up. <laughs> like... Scamp tries to replicate it and does not do as well. Mm. <laughs> I rolled. It's really ah. good. Um, it's oh, like I'm gonna roll as it. So it's believable. <laughs> Like, there's probably small I want to roll badly, it, but, but I am going to try. Mm. Um, yeah, Shanti, like uh, 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 Shanti, uh, similarly adroitly uh, masks whatever her uh, her true feelings are about this woman. Uh, unfortunately, it's at this particular moment, the particular moment that. Fulviola turns around and notices you that Victory still has her tongue stuck out. <laughs> the mm. natural one on the block of the deception check there. I love her. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> Victory's had like no chill for this whole wing and it's amazing. <laughs> like just zero chill about anything. <laughs> Excuse me, what I... Oh, <laughs> darling. Hello. Hello. You see, they've... Uh, now... Please come on. Would you mind? Now these we have all been invited by dear old Magnus, patron of theatre, to come in. Well, yes. I mean, I guess you'll have to confirm it, won't you? The uh, the uh, the half orc bounce up and looks at you. Papers, please. Oh, literally, if he's not here, you're not going to let me in. I'm new visitor. Mm. One moment. He turns and you see there's a little uh, by the he opens the door slightly, rings a little bell. <laughs> Fulviola, you see, tries to slip in and he 
without like injuring her in any way, nevertheless puts one thick arm out and gently pushes her back. Someone like Magnus has got to uh, have this happen all the time, really. Oh, yeah. Uh, and about a minute later, you see a... Ooh, let's go for... A female... Uh, you see a, ha- a blonde half-elf woman uh, descends the stairwell, uh, dressed in a sort of white... Uh, lo- uh, it's, it's reminiscent of sort of a classical servant's outfit, but it, it has a similar sort of long coat style uh, to the type that you see that you... You've seen a lot of people wear, including uh, Magnus. Mm. Uh, she steps up to the door, looks you over, looks to the uh, 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 to the doorman. There, Magnus, give permission. Sorry, is it? It would be Mister Redfolder, give permission. She looks over, inclines her head, mm. opens the door. After you. Thank you. Thanks. You all step in, and then he puts an arm out and blocks full of yellow. But I, I, I just... Excuse me. I, I just... The half-elf woman turns without acknowledging her <laughs> and <laughs> gestures to you all, escorting you as a party Whoa. up. <laughs> oh, savage. Was <laughs> she not supposed to be... Ah, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, darling, I guess we'll get drinks another time. Bye. I, I, I could just... The door closes, it just cuts out all of the exterior sound. You see her, wow. like, mouthing uh, complaints at this... Uh, 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 and clearly going off at this half-walk before eventually just slumping and, uh, and stumbling <laughs> and moving away. Magnus is savage as fuck, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. the uh, half-elf woman in question uh, doesn't actually speak to you at all she just escorts you up the stairs uh, until uh, and it is unfortunately several flights of stairs as (laughs) as this is the uh, this building is Probably the second highest uh, in the city, uh, mm. dwarfed only by the bureau, which is itself built on a hill. Mm. Right, overlooking yeah. the rest of it. Shit. So it's uh, quite a statement. Like this restaurant is the second largest building in the city. Mm. Uh, you get the feeling that from the other doors on this stairwell uh, and the little nameplates and so on, that most of this appears to be. Uh, officers of different types uh, and judging from the names and descriptions it appears that this is some sort of uh, financial uh, uh, building of, an, uh, of one description or another in fact Celestia uh, you see you do actually notice the uh, one one of the small plates and a side thing so it, it is uh, Bjorgson and Sons <laughs> Tjorg, my love. (laughs) Which you realise is probably pronounced Borgson and Sons. (laughs) Definitely spelt Bjorgson and Sons. (laughs) 
Oh, the real MVP of this adventure, Joe Bogson. The man with the real name. (laughs) (laughs) The man with the definitely person name. (laughs) Yep. As you get up towards the uh, uh, towards the very top, uh, you find uh, the half elf uh, steps to one side of of a door and turns down uh, and opens it and uh, you can see that there is actually a stairwell the stairwell uh, does continue up one more floor but doesn't she doesn't take you up there uh, she opens the door and a flood of uh, gentle uh, of sort of car- uh, of music uh, and conversation emerges it sounds like there are there are live musicians playing. Uh, you can smell uh, the aroma, uh, a rich uh, mixture of, uh, of aromas. Uh, it's honestly very decent smelling food. The, uh, there's uh, a, a mixture of flavors, spices. You know, uh, mm-hmm. that they have. They must grow spices here as well. Uh, and the gentle background sound of uh, a me- uh, of uh, uh, d- 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 mellifluous chatter because that's the only word my brain can find at the moment. Yeah, makes sense. Good word. It feels right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> the looking glass, uh, the looking glass uh, door itself. Uh, you see, as it, uh, as it is opened, has uh, drawn upon, uh, has depicted on it uh, a classic hand mirror of looking glass style, mm-hmm. uh, and you can see the first thing that strikes you uh, beyond the exquisite furniture and diners are the floor to ceiling windows. Uh, that all across one side of the uh, uh, of the floor, uh, the uh, you can actually see that they curve around at the far end, though the uh, though you can't see completely past because there is a, a section of this uh, of this building that is clearly uh, the kitchens uh, and not set for dining, but you can see that the windows give you an unparalleled view of the city and the landscape beyond. Uh, it is currently night, but if the uh, but if you were to come here in the morning, or uh, if you had come here earlier, uh, you could probably watch sunrise or sunset uh, from different positions in this. Uh, uh, on this floor, even though there is no sun, uh, there is still the f- uh, there is still the strange mimicry of sunlight and sun uh, sunrise and sunset. Mm. Hmm. Uh, you can see the you can see the tiny points that uh, of uh, stars, real or illusory. It's hard to say in this place uh, in the light in the night beyond. The decor is tasteful but exquisite with that distinctly dwarven sort of theme to it and the obsession with perfection and detail that you've come to associate with dwarven art and craft Uh, a recurring theme in the artwork are depictions of mirrors Uh, and in fact one whole wall 
at first glance appears to be a mirror of the dining room. And then you realize, um, and it takes you a few moments as you sort of uh, 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 walk into the uh, uh, into the uh, restaurant. It's not a mirror. It's a painting that's moving in response to everyone uh, uh, to the diners. Uh, oh God, I have zero chill about this as an artist. If I'm honest, Ooh, like, that's very clever. That's so cool. Yeah, as you kind of, uh, like, I mean, just, uh, if any of you want to go closer, you can kind of inspect it. Yeah, uh, as you walk past. I do want to have a look. Like Ellie wants a look. Celestia is having one. If I'm honest, I want to have a look. Uh, you can see that a lot of people are uh, like, you know, uh, you get the fe- uh, you get the feeling based on the fact that a little bit of a path has been left clear from the doorway to the mirror uh, to the mirror wall that this is something they expect first timers to come and take a look yeah, at. Fair, yeah. <laughs> um, as you sort of and you just instinctively are drawn on, on over, and you can see that. There are tiny brush strokes um, and what appears to be oil paint on the wall that flows and moves in reaction to those it's reflecting. Um, Can I touch it? You can. Uh, It is the the paint is dry, uh, but and it's strange in that you can even more impressive with a big oil. (laughs) Oh yeah, Uh, I haven't figured that out yet. It's 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 dry enough that it's not coming off in your hands at any rate. Uh, but interestingly, you can... Oh, it, it does dry. It just yeah. takes fucking ages. <laughs> uh, but what's quite interesting about the fact that it is moving in uh, oil uh, is that you can feel it subtly moving under your hand at first, and then it stops moving until you peel your hand away and you feel it moving and reshaping in response to your hand movement. Ah, uh, if I'm honest, love, between the moving painting and the light that's not sunlight, you're really, like, giving me a lot to think about here, aren't <laughs> Yeah. Uh, fun mm. fact, by the way, um, Celestia and Corzin, uh, yep. your spirits are not reflected in the magical uh, mirror painting, um, but this is not normal. This is not, um, sorry, I should say, this would be normal if it were actually just a mirror, because spirits yeah. don't reflect in mirrors anyway. Yeah. However, you're seeing them. It's not through. Uh, uh, it appears that uh, sta- uh, photons reflect, uh, yeah, reflecting off spirits is not what's happening. That not that you have sense. any concept of how that works. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, beyond. <laughs> would, it, would at least associate like it's not a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> magical or otherwise, it's it's probably magical something else, but yeah. Mm. But it's uh, yeah, it's definitely not a <laughs> uh, yeah, it's definitely not a mirror, and it, uh, but it is exquisite. Uh, what do you think would happen if I used my magic paint on it? And do you think that would be the way I got myself thrown out? Um, I mean, what I think might happen is that they might charge you more year money than you could ever earn. Yeah, yeah that's that probably about right. more like it. As much as I'd love it. Um, yeah. I just want to know what would happen if I like added to it. Hmm. Well, like if you did a big penis in the middle of it or something. No, that's not like me at all. It'd be a bum. <laughs> <laughs> the, Obviously, sorry. Uh, you can see. Uh, you see <laughs> that uh, as you are discussing this, uh, a the uh, the white uniformed uh, half elf woman. Uh, is joined by a uh, 
by a hobgoblin man, similarly dressed, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, slightly differently dressed in a more, uh, in a, I'm going to say, pastel yellow. Because mm. why not? That's a horrible mm. colour. That's a horrible colour. Mm. I actually hate that I so like much. yellow and that doesn't sound nice. I actually hate that so much I'm going to reverse that decision. <laughs> You're actually okay. horrified at your own aesthetic oh. choices enough that it must be it must be erased. <laughs> yeah. When the creator looks down on the creation and goes, What have I done? <laughs> yeah, that's It's ooh. such a bad colour. <laughs> oh, that's like that's like the yellow that sometime you get like stereotypical baby rooms painted in. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Like, it's gender neutral. I'm gonna go with a uh, pastel uh, wearing uh, pastel uh, blue and purple uh, robes uh, in uh, robes of a fashionable but less fashionable than uh, many of the uh, of the diners uh, style uh, is a. Uh, is a halfling who appears to be some manner of waiter or maitre d. Uh, he uh, puts his hands together, bows slightly. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the Looking Glass. Uh, I believe uh, that uh, Master uh, that uh, Master Redfolder is expecting you. He gestures over to a corner where you can see. Uh, an elderly white bearded dwarf is uh, sipping at a drink and idly perusing a menu. He looks up and uh, and raises a hand to uh, 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 to his uh, brow in a sort of gentle salute. Give him a little wave. Yeah, calls him waves back. Thank you. Yes, uh, we were invited by him. Of course. Uh, you may. Uh, we have a menu if you would like to peruse it. Otherwise, you may ask for anything, and our chefs will do the uh, will do the utmost to deliver. Right. Good to Thank know. You. Thank you. Jeffrey, best behaviour. This is a fancy uh-huh. establishment. Everybody in this place <laughs> is like this. This society's equivalent of a millionaire, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know how yes. like this is fancy. You know, like ah, um, oh, weirdly, what's coming to mind is any t- in any of the Batman, in any of the Christopher Nolan film, uh, Batman yeah. films, when they do like, or really, honestly, in any Batman film where there's like a charity <laughs> fundraiser. And My yeah. God, that's elite. the vibe. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah 100%. Oh, terrible. It's that, but through the, uh, but with, uh, oh. but but with a, uh, but with styles that uh, riff more upon the established sort of uh, robe, you know, robe, uh, robes and trim. <laughs> right. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> Though there yeah. are like elements of obvious fashion within this like someone has like a shoulder cuff that is uh it's not like peacock feathers it's more like they it's more like they've got the idea of a ruff uh but instead of it going around the neck it's like splaying out from one shoulder um in uh, with like a splash of bright color uh of bright red amongst an otherwise sort of uh grayish purple uh gray a greyish purple uh, outfit with little sort of um, 
you notice as they move, there's little folds in it with slightly lo- uh, with a, with more blue toned, uh, sort of uh, uh, slightly less, uh, uh, slightly more saturated uh, uh, <laughs> purple in it. Why? I don't know why, but that thing where you've got a, a big thing coming up on one side of the shoulder—that's weirdly a Batman fundraiser outfit. Like it's you've, you've strangely, na- you've strangely though, nailed it. it? And yeah. I didn't. If you'd asked me, I wouldn't have thought about it. Like if you if you said what outfits are there, but there's always a lady with like a big shoulder thing, isn't there? hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah. So yeah. we are surrounded by the charismatically dressed, criminally insane. Yeah, it sounds like a Batman fundraiser. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Go over to the red folder guy. He's like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> what would you like for dinner? <laughs> ah, the doorman's back. <laughs> I like the doorman's voice. He sounded like a really big dog for reasons that I can't really oh, explain. Yeah. Um, but that is what he sounded like to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the goddamn doorman! Because I'm doorman! Mothman! Oh my god, where's Mothman? This is his his place. (sighs) I mean, it's alright, I've got his clothes. I was gonna say, as the heir of Mothman, uh, it's. it's, Oh my god, I've still got that fancy fucking butterfly cloak on me. You do? (laughs) You do, actually. And. It's just around, but I could borrow it to be in the posh restaurant. Fuck it, I'm being Mothman. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Yeah, Yeah, I'm gonna wear my like. It's um, I believe it was a butterfly cloak that Mm. had like orange and black. It's very strange with all the other colours that I have on. But I do anyway. You do. Where did we get that? Mothman. That from? It was one of Mothman's outfits. outfits. It was one of Mothman's outfits. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I didn't take like a full outfit. It was just the cloak. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, I took the... his Mothman armor. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've got the Mothman armor. <laughs> okay, yeah. You... Because my AC was awful. Yeah, I somehow because Celestia is good at acting, it's not weird that she just like pulls this cloak on. Like it literally looks just like pull it out, out of one of the uh, one of your pockets. It folds tight because <laughs> it's silk, and just sweep it on. It's mm. yeah, you suddenly. You know, now now you're not just wild. Uh, uh, now you're now now you're not just wild and weird. You're wildly and weirdly stylish. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that I wasn't stylish already? Because like I'll have, I'll have <laughs> for that. I will. <laughs> Lies and slander. That's <laughs> fighting are, talk. That is. <laughs> you are past. Uh, uh, you are past some elegant. Uh, uh, menus of the style where it's you know black card with gold edges and everything written in uh, in uh, silver ink and it's all uh, and all of the uh, names are written in elvish to sound very impressive but oh, actually these uh, obviously Celestia you can just read this this and you know we're not quite at the egg and chips level here ah <laughs> um, oh, right yeah so it's one of those things where it's these are. I mean, they look like fairly impressive dishes, but when it comes down to it, you could like, you know, it's it, it's various combinations of meat or pastry with thing. Mm. Uh, it's a pie, yeah, a pie and chips, yeah, yeah. It's a pie and mash. I love that it's like like boring food, but presented excitingly. That really pleases me. Mm. Every I, I mean, like the food. 
you're looking at the uh, of the food as you're walking past, and it does the the um, the dishes are do appear to be genuinely very well presented and probably very well made, but as, as is often the case when you can read the foreign language uh, that the menu's been put in, it's just less impressive when you when you can <laughs> yeah. see what it actually like is. Like if you could read the French, that's what yeah. we're going for, right? <laughs> yeah, like, you read Vimto Cristo Special Vimto. <laughs> Special Vimto. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great menu, item. You know, it's like croissant <laughs> is sauce fromage. That, right, so that's just a, that's fish and cheese sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Legumes <laughs> in a tomato jus. Yes, reclining sourdough. on a bed. That's <laughs> brains on toast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> fancy beans on toast. Uh, I do like fancy beans on toast. Yeah, Notably, there, good, uh, there are no prices on this menu. This is very much if you have to ask, you can't afford it. And if you had, mm. if you have to ask, you wouldn't be in here. Yeah, you literally wouldn't <laughs> be allowed in. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to get in if you had to. Fucking <laughs> oh, posh people, help! Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, uh, you are escorted. Uh, uh, well, you are invited rather uh, mm. uh, over to um, Magnus's table. Can see his a private. He has a uh, private uh, sort of booth, and um, you know, uh, uh, and rather than interestingly, uh, rather than being served by the uh, uh, by the waiters uh, beyond uh, the initial introduction by the maitre d, throughout this uh, meal, your orders are taken and delivered by other white-coated members of what it appears from context to be Magnus's personal staff. Mm. Uh, I will say, during this conversation, you're attended by a total... uh, You identify six uh, of them. Uh, A... uh, Let's see, a male halfling, uh, a, a male human... The female uh, half elf, the male hobgoblin, as well, and also a male goblin and a female orc. Uh, all of them, all of them, conduct themselves with a similar sort of level of um, the sort of uh, of that sort of professional guarded face where they don't really uh, let out anything beyond a polite smile. Uh, and they silently take uh, whatever orders and bring food and the like. Nevertheless, Magnus uh, extend uh, uh, Magnus uh, for his part uh, stands up as you arrive and extends his hand uh, to each of you in turn. That's okay. Pleasure uh, to meet you, Mister Folder. Uh, he takes your hand, clasps a hand uh, uh, over it, and uh, uh, gives you uh, gives you uh, uh, a sort of uh, that sort of classic firm handshake and a look in the eye, yep. and says, "says Absolute pleasure to meet you." And uh, I believe I'm afraid I've only been introduced to uh, uh, to Celestia Stardust here. Uh, if I could ask you to introduce, uh, if I could ask your name as well, please. Oh, Corson Jorge, is at your service. Ah, an absolute pleasure. 
and a man of manners as well. Uh, please order anything you like. Uh, I might uh, recommend... Uh, actually, we're about to rethrum. Uh, well, um, well, Wending, originally. Hmm. Wending. All right. Well, I uh, see. I would have. Uh, I would have suggested a. Uh, 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 a I would have thought uh, maybe Kearney's and Gotney is uh, uh, suggested a Scotch, but they do. But they can do a reasonable approximation of a Wendish stout. Oh, that sounds delightful, actually. He looks to the uh, to the orc woman. What uh, gets uh, one dish stout, please? And ne- uh, and of course, uh, Celestia. A pleasure to meet you once again. Hello, hello. Thank you for the invite. Very uh, kind of you. Do you take the offered handshake? Yeah. Okay. Shakes, uh, clutches your hand, sort of does the press a hand over. You notice he's um, wearing. Uh, he has one ring uh, that he's wearing. Uh, gives you that sort of smile and look in the eye. I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. Because I'm getting a vibe with the shaking the hands in exactly the same way. I imagine this would be something to roll for. Mm. But, like, is there an alternative motive in this handshake? Having put together... Um, I'll, I'll try and be specific about what I'm asking about. He's mm. used the exact same hand motion and I've seen his ring. Can I ask you for an insight check, please? I was just Ooh, thinking the same thing. Decent. Can I roll that too? What was yes. that? You can. I was thinking the same thing. Mm. Or, like, Sorry. alternatively, maybe, can I try and figure out if that rings magic in some way? Mm-hmm. 21. 21, okay. Um, so, uh, you have a choice. So, like, try an arcana? So, yeah, you have a choice. You can either do an insight or an arcana. Um, so if you and since Celestia's did a decent uh, insight, I'll try Arcana because that okay. was my instinct. Um, not brilliant. Seventeen. Okay. Uh, right. Scamp. Uh, it's entirely possible that uh, that ring is enchanted um, in some way, or that he could be using magic through it. Uh, it's it would make sense that perhaps this magic might require skin to skin contact. Without a detect magic spell, it's hard to be certain. Mm. Um, it the ring is you do notice that the ring is made from a combination of uh, does appear to be made from uh, a mix of. Uh, ostensibly silver, but you do you do notice what what from the slightly different patternings uh, within the uh, dwarven runes carved onto it uh, could be indicative of mage metals in there. So uh, it certainly could be an, an enchanted ring, Celestia. This man is hard to. Uh, this man is quite hard to read. Yeah, fair. <laughs> you get the, you get, you get an impression that Magnus is someone who is used to controlling his uh, social inter- his outward appearance and social interactions. 
Um, he is certainly presenting the um, uh, presenting to you the face of a welcoming host. Uh, he does he does appear to be genuinely interested in meeting uh, with your entire party. And you notice that he is making, uh, and in particular, you notice that he is making an, uh, he is making an effort to clasp your uh, one hat, uh, both his hands onto yours, uh, and look you uh, and give you a sort of a look in the eye and a smile. And he repeats this. He's repeated this action with Corzin and with you now. Uh, he then moves to scan. And uh, off extends a hand as well. And you, uh, and you would be. Hello, I'm Scamp Friend. This is Jeffrey. Jeffrey, shake the nice person's hand. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think I've seen a creature like you in a long time. He extends two fingers and taps his hand over Jeffrey's little paw. <laughs> cool. Um, the, uh, I'm just going to make a note of something. <laughs> so the, now I'm worried about Jeffrey, but it was funny. So I had to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Uh, well, and may I ask, uh, what, uh, may I, do you mind, would you mind if I ask where you're from originally? I have to say, I have not seen a tiefling since my youth, and to have two arrive at once is a true wonder. Yeah, I'm from all over, really. I mean, I ended up a place, but that isn't where I'm from, so who knows? Uh, do you have any particular food or drink that you like, though? <laughs> Chocolate. Hmm. Actually, one moment. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I'm just thinking timelines. Chocolate. Well, that's very interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Hmm. Okay. It's very, very fancy. Only the best people have it. it kind of is slightly fancy. Unironic. <laughs> I mean, it is, but I also get it every day, so you know. This is yeah. Just... And you get that every day. Is it a secret recipe? Can you make it from? Uh, can you make it from uh, common ingredients, or is it? Uh, well, it's made it... from a plant that comes from Sunder. Yeah, we spend a lot of time in Sunder. Sunder, really? You ever been yourself? <laughs> oh no, no. You know, I've heard tales of Sunder, but by the time I, uh, when I came here, thus, it's really hadn't even been uh, found yet. Huh. Really? Oh, I've been here. I'm afraid I've... Uh, I came here as a young dwarf and, well, I, uh, I like to think I'm looking pretty good for 612. Huh. Exceedingly. Is that Man- old as You were at will. So, uh, yeah. you would know, uh, Celestia, that 612 is old for a dwarf, but... Mm. Um, for a white-bearded, elderly-looking dwarf, that's about right. believable. Uh, it's about, in human terms, early to mid-90s. Mm. Like, okay. you would expect 
like the oldest dwarf you uh, you've heard of ever got to i think se- uh, the grand age of 703 before popping their clogs hmm. uh, so comparable lifespan to the oldest an elf can get right um but uh so yeah like you know this this guy is yeah this guy this guy might have any uh, has a few decades left in him yeah. but he is old <laughs> A few, but not loads and loads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and he says, "Ah, but let me just meet the rest of your companions first, and um, and I would love to hear all about it." Uh, if, I'm afraid I can't. I don't think I could uh, manage uh, chocolate. If you can get it every day, presumably you've got some of it with you, then. Um. Yes. I'm. I, have I to think say, I haven't eaten it all today. Well, is it a um, is it a savoury dish? Is it sweet? Yes. A savoury and sweet. Yes. Well, if mostly you, sweet. I mostly eat it sweet, but you bitter. can have it. Yeah, they got. It depends what you do with it. I am. Um, always interested in new experiences I'd be very grateful if you would consider sharing some of that for uh, for the uh, I suppose the dessert course oh it feels yeah. like a dessert I can do that and forgive me your last uh, two companions uh, you would be uh, Vic Vic yeah I uh I come from all over, uh, from all over too. <laughs> but, uh, I'm not as partial to chocolate, but uh, if you've got a decent uh, red wine, of course, he nods to the, uh, uh, to one of the white-coated uh, uh, servants who goes to retrieve some. And by this point, uh, the orc, I believe, returns with uh, uh, with a large stout uh, for Corzin. Forgive me, I forgot to get your uh, to ask. Uh, what sort of drink would you like, Celestia? Oh, um, if there's any decent whiskey, it would be lovely. Thank you. And I believe we do happen to have just a little bit of the Kearneys left, so uh, some oh, of the Kearneys Island. Take some of that, please. Uh, and you would be. I. Hello. It is an absolute pleasure to meet you. She, Shanti, takes and gri- <laughs> uh, takes his hand and shakes it back firmly with a grin. Chanterelle Delacroix. Fuck yeah, Shanti. Financial yeah. advisor and general uh, and a budding entrepreneur. New, but I can see a lot of potential in this city. Ah. <laughs> I can see a woman after my Iconic. own heart. And you're from... Uh, you're from... Wending myself as well. Uh, but And you know what? I would definitely appreciate a stout from home. Of course. Another stout. I try and not move my face, but also convey fuck yeah to Shanti, just like mm-hmm. through sheer eye contact. 
please, come <laughs> have a seat. Uh, order whatever you like for food. Now, you've, so, if I understand, he says as, as he settles down uh, and picks up a glass of uh, red wine that he's been working his way through, it would have... So you have travelled all over and you've been to Sunder. Ah, yes. Yes, yes, um, yes we have. This one has a ship, so we've done quite a lot of travelling. Ah. Um, yeah, i am uh, uh, been a sailor for most of my life. Ah, oh, sailing. You know... I have to say that uh, myself, back when I, back in my adventuring days, uh, I would get horrendously seasick. Some dwarves just take to it naturally, but. Oh, darling, I feel you. <laughs> Everyone takes time to find their sea legs. You try finding your sea legs when you've not even had sky for most of your life. It's quite frightening, really, to be honest. Um, people people laugh at drow when they go on boats because we take so fucking long to not be seasick. It's embarrassing, truth be told. <laughs> oh, you, you'll get no mockery from me. Almost exactly the same. You know, one of the things that I love most about living here is the sunrises. Back when I lived, yeah. uh, back when I lived uh, d- down below, you just never saw those things. Yeah. So it's... you, you came from. Wh- wh- where did you come from originally? Were you? Oh, well, I came from uh, from the tradi- uh, from uh, the old traditional dwarven homes in the mountains, and huh. of course beneath the earth, I travelled the different. Uh, I travelled the underdark uh, in my youth. Where, where did you get to? Did you? Oh, well, let's see. I've ah uh, from Utu myself. Utu, mm. really? I do you know. I did actually get to uh, Utu myself during my uh, during my journeys back when I was back in my youth. It was a truly life changing experience meeting with the old clan. <laughs> huh. I wonder how they're doing now. Actually, uh, do you, you say, do you, sorry, you said you're from Utu. How is the city these days? Um, yeah, it's great. Temple, looking fabulous. Mm. Uh, it is It is a particularly eye-catching one in that city, I find. Did they have the Wormway when you were there? Oh, yes. I, <laughs> you know, it's cut, uh, uh, I actually had, have you had the opportunity to, uh, to ride them at Wormways? I legit have, haven't I? You have. Yeah. The rest of the body hasn't. The rest I have of a few times, yes, yeah. actually. Mm. Mm. It's a fun way to travel. We didn't visit for long, unfortunately. Yeah, no, we didn't get a chance ourselves, but it was uh, an impressive sight. No, one day I'll take you. It's, it's, it's a very exciting mm. way to travel. It's very quick. One of the best so things about it. Well, it certainly was, it certainly was uh, back, <laughs> back when I rode it. And it's... He, if it's everything's still around uh, today and the infrastructure's uh, still there, then clearly things must be going very well. <laughs> Red folder. I think your clan made the priestess some fabulous armor while we were there. Ah, that seems very likely. We are the Red Folder clan is noted for its skills in metalworking and enchantment. It's where I learned my craft. I, yes, I, and... We didn't get to know any of you well, but we we were we saw some excellent armor that was made. 
Oh. It's been a... Oh, yeah. It has been a while since I've gotten to work on some real... Uh, on some proper armor craft, but, well, it's hard to get the materials. You know how it is. I'd imagine, I yeah. Can imagine, I can yeah. I, uh... I can't, uh, unfortunately, uh, show it off properly because of um, where we are, but uh, you might be interested to know that this is, in fact, a, uh, a red folder item, and I just just a riptide. He looks at the... Uh, at the um... We're all uh, fucking laying it on oh, up. Yeah, a stolen at, sword. He looks yeah. at, the, uh, at the blade yeah. and, and asks, uh, would you mind if I uh, examined it? Um, purely from, uh, purely from uh, out of professional curiosity. Well, I, I don't suppose there's any harm in it, but like we were told very emphatically when we arrived that we mustn't um, unsheathe it, otherwise it's breaking the law. Ah, I quite understand. Uh, however, uh, I, uh, as a professional, uh, as a professional metal worker and a chanter. I do actually have license to undo a piece binding for the purposes of examination, provided uh, you know I don't try and stab anyone with it while I'm <laughs> giving it a look. Well, you know, might ruin the upholstery here, but um, and Corson will unbuckle it from his belt and hand oh, it over. Thank you very much. He examines it and carefully, um, and looks up, uh, beckons over Maitre D. Uh, do you witness that as uh, that I am undoing these peace bonds for the purposes of examining this in a professional capacity? Of course, I uh, saw witness. Many thanks. Carefully undoes the binding. T- uh, it bears the blade, <laughs> just leaving it on the table. Worth noting. And examines it uh, in the light, tilting it over. Runs a finger carefully along the grain, admires the way the sort of wave texturing of the blade before carefully closing it back up and redoing the piece bonding before passing it back to you. That I have seen a lot of work, and I have to admit, I have to acknowledge that is most certainly a masterpiece. You are a very lucky man to have that. I, I, I know, and um, w- would it perhaps have been one of your, uh, uh, another branch of your family that was responsible for running that? Oh, most certainly. I was uh, originally from, uh, well, <clears throat> I suppose you'd call us a uh, cadet branch of the Red Folder huh. clan. Uh, the main clan. Uh, to, uh, one of the main branches of the clan uh, lives in uh, in Otu. Uh, they're the ones with the proper... Uh, uh, I believe they even have a proper borehole there for, uh, to, uh, for effective uh, smelting. Yeah, I think we oh. heard something about them. I don't really know a lot about smelting, but I think they do have some sort of specialist no. equipment there. Yes, no, they did mention something about that in terms of the manufacture process. Mm. And did we uh, run into another um, uh, branch of the family in Vondion? Oh, we might have done, you know. Mm. Well, as I said, there's Vondion. Ah, 
surface that's Seoul, yes? Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. No, it's yeah. been a fair amount of time in Seoul, not that long ago. And how did you find it? The last time I heard anything about Seoul would have been, oh, perhaps, when did we last have visitors from that sort of area? 80 years ago? Oh, well, I've still got a king called Leon. Mm-hmm. Ah, one of the classics. <laughs> Don't know if it's the same one, I doubt it. Well, if it's uh, if the monarchs are still human, then I'd be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> that would be impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just out of curiosity, like if it's not rude to ask, who did you come here with originally? Grins a little, um, takes a sip of wine. Well, I actually came here on my own. Really? So... How did you find your way here on your own? Well, in my... Entrepreneurial spirit? Indeed. And in my youth, I was quite the explorer of old, gigantic ruins uh, in Haldanos. Right. You see, it appeared... I tried to... I reached... An epiphany after visiting the old clan uh, that I couldn't proceed much further with the enchanting techniques I'd learned. I needed, there were some who wanted to experiment and go forward, and I saw merit in that, but I thought that, I thought back to the legends of the past, and I wondered if there might be truth in them. After all, by su- though, as much uh, as we dwarves like to claim credit, there were tales of the old glyph forgers of old among the giants. So, I embarked on a quest of a decade or two, <laughs> or three, <laughs> and I found references to a city of clouds. A city that had within it some of the greatest works of dwarven craft. Sorry, of gigantic craft. Maybe the wine got into me. <laughs> and one that was unlike the rest of gigantic civilization, did not disappear with the giants, but was stolen hmm. before they all vanished. Well, before the majority of them vanished, anyway. <laughs> There's still a few kicking around, of course, back in the homeland. I assume there are still giants in Haldanos. Not many. So I've heard. But, uh... Yeah, they're a little thin on the ground these days. <laughs> now, such is the way of old things. Nevertheless, after... A lot of investigation. I learned more than a few tricks about gigantic enchantment. And I managed to find the Cirrus Citadel. That was very impressive. All on your own. Indeed. And I assume that you've travelled... Well, obviously you're here. Is this your first door? No. No, no. Uh, no. 
So you found that the rest of it's a fucking death trap, then? Sorry. I to one extent that. or another. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it is. How, how many places did you go through? Three. Hmm. You can see a slightly distant look in his eyes and like a. <laughs> Which ones? Humor me. A ma- well, there was the. There is the absolute lunatic obsessed with monsters and the, uh, monsters and trying to bring back the morning. Yeah, that was insane. Oh, yeah. mm. There was someone who, uh, let's see, there was some sort of utterly bewildering series of, I, I don't think I can even really describe it. It's like everything was mixed up all higgledy-piggledy. It was... There's an absolute yeah. devil to make my way out through that. Mm. Uh, oh, and then there was the death trap full of uh, literal death traps and <laughs> lights and darkness. Oh, I that this place one. Is a, yeah. uh, is a pleasant rest after all of that. Uh, this was the, yes, this is the first one I reached with people in. Hmm. Uh, mm. And you decided you liked it, obviously. Well, I did. For one thing, there were uh, there was an actual there was actual civilization. For another thing, I wasn't about to try and go backwards through all of those. That seems eminent. How did the like the the echoes respond to you in the other rooms? What was their response when you're not what they're expecting? Hostile. Yeah, no, I thought it might be. I just, I was curious. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed you got as far as you did. So, other than there being like civilization, what changed when you got here? Did, did you meet the, uh, the law bearer? Oh, hmm. Well, that's a bit of a touchy subject. You see, why? Well, ostensibly, the law bearer is sees the city, but um. Of course, nobody's seen them in centuries. The... Oh, you meant no offence. Oh, no, no, I just... No one had seen them when I got here for a very long time. So you wow. haven't met them? No. In fact, the city itself was very different. Smaller in certain ways. <laughs> the people were different. No I'm sense sorry. of industry, you understand? No sense of progress. Oh, they did enough to get by, but places like the Rosewoods just didn't exist. There was an open-air pit, a space for people to perform in, but there was no real... It was less grandeur. See, the best... I like nice things. And people like nice things. I like being able to dine on fine foods, wear fine clothes. That's part of what makes life worth living. Uh, 
Oh, quite. And, uh, and speaking of which, there's a brief pause for you to order whatever you like. Uh, just pointing. I order the fancy beans on toast. <laughs> fancy beans on toast. Mm. <laughs> Actually, yes. Because mm. Ellie wants to, to it, imagine um... uh, a, a, another uh, a, another dish and order it. Please do, or challenge them to provide something. Uh, Corzin will have mm. the um, uh, the result. It's basically a burger. <laughs> <laughs> Scam. I would like pie and mash. The what? The what? Pie and mash. Yes. Pie and mash. You order a pie and mash. Excellent. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Jeffrey uh, points at something. Um, it appears to be Jeffrey doesn't quite seem to realise this, but he has. Uh, uh, but he's either going to be very happy or very disappointed uh, when he realises he's ordered the steak tatar. No. Uh, <laughs> This has never happened to anyone we know. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh. Uh. That was a funny day. <laughs> it was a disappointing meal. The uh, <laughs> and uh, victory. Victory essentially orders a, a fancy fish and chips, uh, while these uh, uh, while um, shanty. Pretends to inspect and then points out what is essentially a f- uh, some sort of fish pie. <laughs> <laughs> the um, have he continues, but you see, the thing is, the best restaurants in town, all of the finest parlors were tiny, little family affairs run for the joy of it and. Yes, they were good, but they could have been more. And there were a few bright sparks who had the ambition to do more. And I made note of them. But the fact is, anything grand that needed doing, you had to get the city to mandate. And the city, when it came down to it, didn't really have any power beyond asking and obligating they'd set they'd say this work needs to be done and whoever would go and do it and yes there was the citizenship but when it came down to it as a as powers go it really only motivated the youngest members of society people who were looking for their own homes or the handful that wanted to own weapons, become defenders, and uh, guard the walls, or try and strike out into the wastes. Even those who wanted magical items, which, frankly, became a lot easier. Uh, 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 and, th- and those people, uh, I have to say, became the core of my first market. Hmm. The thing that I realised is that people need incentives. They need something to push them, to make them strive harder. And at the end of the day, money is such a simple motivator, I just had to reinvent it. Well, it sounds like it's a good thing you right. came along. Oh, indeed. Because all of this, and he gestures out to the, to, to the diners, to the restaurant, but you also get a sense of the city beyond the tall buildings that are just 
below so that they don't block this line uh, uh, view, uh, uh, this view of the uh, of the horizon. This is what you can achieve. Is what we can achieve when people are properly motivated. Hmm. Well, the results certainly speak for themselves. I like to think that they do. Well, it's an impressive, impressive city. Yes. I'd love to have seen like, seen what it would have looked like when when you first arrived to have like a kind of before and after comparison. Yeah. I do actually have some uh, old paintings of the city in my apartment. Oh, um, oh really? Oh yes, I'd be happy to uh, happy to show them to you. It's uh, like, there are so many things that I would, that I'm glad to bring. Things like well, the glass. He gestures. Mm. Uh, they had they, they didn't have glass here before <laughs> they had ordinary glass glazers and the like but amongst the things that I learned how to make uh, from studying the works of the giants was sky glass Ooh. clear as oh. glass and strong as steel well that's um, impressive between you and me yeah. an absolute bastard to make I'd imagine so don't think it'd be easy. Otherwise, everyone would do it, wouldn't they? Yeah. yeah. No, the giants were very clever with that. It, it's I, I've only really ever heard about um, uh, about it in stories, but yeah, it's supposed to be um, damn near unbreakable. I mean, clearly you've got some craftsmen in this city because I gesture at the painting. Ah, yes. That was. Anyone you know? Well, you could say that. He smiles. Oh, I'm sorry, if I, is, is that a, a romantic interest that I'm not supposed to know about or something? <laughs> I, 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 I do the like, you, is, cheeky is this... bosh person acting, like <laughs> wanting the gossip. <laughs> sorry, Scam, what did you say? Was, or was it just, did you just do it? <laughs> I commissioned a series of excellent artists to produce the underlying work and then yes I perform the enchantment myself oh you do magic oh. then uh, I perform enchantment so of course that makes sense the well, and while I am a patron of the uh, school, uh, of the inns of magic uh, uh, that classical style of uh, wizardry is not my forte hmm. Fair I enough. You, of course, it seems, uh, have quite the bit of magic at your disposal yourself. I was very impressed with the uh, little bit of promotional work you did. Thank you. I managed to pick up some training. Yeah, Celeste is a very good wizard. Yeah. Yeah, they're very talented. Yeah, the Grand Tour, I sort of uh, went a bit off the rails and went to university. Family wasn't best pleased, as you can imagine. <laughs> Of course. I'm remembering. Oh, see, that yep. is frowned upon, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is absolutely. Drow being is, wizards yep. is frowned upon. Yep. Wizardry yep. is absolutely frowned upon mm. as being lesser in, in drow society. I just had a moment remembering my own law. Because, <laughs> ah, yes, they would be, wouldn't they? Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, you see people doing magic, you get jealous. You have to know. Absolutely. Was a bit of a tear away in my family, to be honest. <laughs> But, you know, all for the better, because now I can do cool stuff, so... Mm. And I... Uh, 
And uh, may, uh, may I ask, are you the uh, only wizard amongst your group? I literally just like pause and let Scamp answer. Um, like I don't look at you. I just don't answer because <laughs> I want to leave it to you. I can do some magic too. Yeah, I've got this colouring book. Yeah, Scamp's picked up a few rituals along the way. Ah, I see. And an excellent achievement for your age. If I, uh, it's like I said, it's been a long time since I've seen some uh, seen tieflings. But if I had to guess, your what? Fifteen, sixteen, something like that. Fifteen is about fifteen. Yes. One of the fifth, yes. Uh, and a little older than uh, Vic here. I mean, yeah, you don't need to rub it in, but... Nah. <laughs> she takes a sip. It's actually a pretty decent one. Mm. Uh, the whiskey's really a, good. Yeah, can I take a brief moment and ask if he or anyone around us has... Um, given any indication that they can see either Celestia or my spirits. Mean, given what we know... Guessing. Yeah, mm. yeah. Roll an insight check, please. And can I do one as well? Because yeah. I, I think it's one that I would have been looking for. Um, 13. I, I, I could do it more like this. Oh, oh, that's a natural one, but lucky. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's better. That is... Um... Oh, because it's... Yeah, oh, sorry, um, uh, that is a 21. 21? Ooh, decent. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, your broad, um, frankly, your stereoscopic vision uh, yeah. is a big aid here. Celestia, you don't really notice anything. I'm not as good at noticing, yeah. Um, Causing. Mm-hmm. Magnus doesn't like seem to perceive your spirits at all in any way okay good to know um however you think you catch a moment where the uh, where it's hard to be sure but you think the half-elf woman in the white coat is hmm. seems to be glancing just above celestia hmm. Um, the rainbow spirit is being particularly obvious. Um, yeah. It's it's pretty much like if it was like a cat, it would be hissing at him. Ah, mm. uh, right. Like <laughs> that's the, like it's pissed. To anyone else, your assumption would be the assumption would be that uh, she's just doing the thing that uh, that people sometimes do, where they're just sort of gazing up slightly and trying to remain aloof from the situation. But yeah. Primed and suspicious as you are, <laughs> her eye line does seem to match up with that of the uh, spirit, though it lowers again after a moment. Okay. I, I don't say anything for the moment, but I, um, I continue with the conversation. So what's brought, presumably then, you came into the citadel yourself for your own reasons. Hmm. 
Well, um, oh god, where was the like secret entrance that we found? The uh, clamshell. Um, mm. Where was that? Oh, that's out of character because I that, just can't. Yeah, remember. the clamshell. Yes, you found a clamshell. Because that's the, the first thing that's coming to my head. To the broken ways. Uh, to, to the broken ways was just outside. Uh, Kion. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes, it was. Because that was where we fought the um, the court. No, not the court. the um, Sahuagin again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we yeah. found it was a weird thing actually. We found this clamshell. Mm. It was in Kion. Mm-hmm. And it had all these sort of tunnels in it, and one of them seemed to go somewhere quite interesting. Mm. So we did a bit of research, didn't find anything, and eventually we just ended up following it. Mm. And you came out somewhere quite unexpected. Yes. What was the, yeah, what was the first just chamber a bit. that we were in? What was the first one? Uh, oh, the first of the like ones yeah. in the void. Uh, no, in the Sirius Citadel. In the Sirius Citadel, uh, that was the uh, waste. Uh, that was the that was the the, the, the desert. The storm. Yeah. Storm. Yeah. Yeah, we came up out of an oasis and ended up in a desert. Hmm. Really weird. Curious. Oh, it seems that you've uh, so you're just. Uh, expl- you've just pretty much been exploring. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was. Um, once we got in, it was um, not really particularly easy to get out again. Yeah, so we kept going forwards. We've been told that, you know, if we keep going, there might only be one place left after this one. Very impressive. But, you know, that's what people have told us in other rooms, so hard to know if it's reliable or not. Yeah. As you say, there's some weird types in here. (laughs) Hmm. And so you haven't been uh, out of here since you arrived? Well, the fact of the matter is, uh, it looks like the only options for uh, for me to get out would be to go back through the hellish death traps that I barely escaped. Yay! And, <laughs> well, that I mean, doesn't if you're sound on your own. And I have everything I want here. I... Well, I'm I guess... just curious, because, no. I mean, some of the... Um, I, I, I'm definitely not uh, any kind of enchanter myself, but I know that um, it requires some fairly choice materials that I wouldn't have thought were particularly available around here, but I could be wrong. You would be right there. It's difficult to get the parts, of course, there's always uh, the hope that people will venture out into the uh, into the wilds, and sometimes they bring things back. And I and over enough a long enough time, what I need will eventually make its way here. But uh, there is it was a lot easier to produce a lot of my most impressive works earlier on before things got more used up yeah i'd imagine it's sort of finite here isn't it oh very ultimately 
Well, I suppose in a sense, unless things get changed by whatever is out there in the wilderness, uh, finite is the is something of the name of the game. Mm. We're limited to whatever it was the giants stole from the world when they stole this place. Ah. That's so, what happens then. Interesting. Hmm. So, so what happens yeah. when uh, when when things do start to run out? Uh, would you have to venture outside to um, to gather new resources or, or trade with people from outside? Or what's yeah? What's the plan? Yeah. yeah. Is there a plan? Or do you just start melting down what you've already got and reforming? Because I. Because I'd have thought that was that must be what you were doing already, because of like all of the stuff that is here. Like this must have taken centuries to create all of this, and he just gestures broadly. But yeah, to a degree it has, and yes, you're right. There is a certain amount of there is a small amount of recycling. In a sense, the. Nightmares of the wastes are a mixed blessing. Mm. They seem to produce. They seem to keep things fresh, to some mm. degree. Have some way of providing unexpected resources. For instance, mm. did you know that Quakers leave rich mineral deposits in their wake? No, um, I had heard no. this, but. Uh, never come acro- uh, across one really until um, just recently. Mm. I think. I, think I was helping out in the hospital with the Quaker attack. What is, what's a Quaker? I don't think I've come across this term. Celestia yeah. hasn't. I was just trying to think whether. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. Um, yeah, because Celestia hadn't, but the others have. Nah. Quakers yeah. are a curious sort of monster. Uh, the. That. Well, they have smaller cousins. Back in Calcinia. Hmm. But the ones here are. They tend. They like to burrow through the earth. They're attracted to mineral deposits normally to, to a slight degree, more for nesting reasons. But the ones here seem to gather up certain minerals into their shells. When they. Over time, they shed them and they can, in a sense, almost refresh a mined-out area. It's just a shame how disruptive they can be. Mm. And that's just one of the strange materials that can show up. Interesting. Yeah. It's got to be something to do with their digestion as they... um, eat and consume other things, the byproducts of that turn into uh, different uh, resources. Yeah, I mean, monster parts can be used for all sorts, can't they? Yes. Ah, speaking of digestion, um, and the the various foods are provided uh, Hmm. as dinner dinner continues, uh, uh, Red Folder sort of cuts his way into into a very rare steak. Uh, and your various different dishes are provided with honestly even the pie and mash is very well like the the mash is very fluffy and done up into like a little spiral mm-hmm. like you know there's sort of like uh, ice cream you know when you, when you do the little uh, little puffs on ice cream 
little puffs oh. and ice cream. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, I do. Sorry, that was adorable. Um, anyway, <laughs> it's a really cute way of putting it. But I do the, actually get what you mean. <laughs> the pie has delicate pastry cows. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh. excited for my beans. That's what I'm excited about. Hmm. You'll be good beans. Uh, they are actually excellent beans on toast. Mm. Uh, it's like... You, you've, it's kind of like beans on bruschetta, and they are delicately but piquantly spiced. Mm. Oh yeah, it sounds really good. Honestly, <laughs> like, I'm down. Um, there's even a, a little bit of, of decorative salad to one side. <laughs> Random question. So I keep looking at this painting. I can't take my eyes off it. If I wanted to commission one of these artists, like, is there a recommendation you have for a particular one? Where would I go? Like, I just... Oh, I'd love to meet some of them. It's beautiful. Well, I'm afraid that uh, in this case, you'd be a little out of luck, as the original artists... uh, I believe the last of them passed away about 90 years ago. Ah. You have to understand a lot of... You you have to understand halflings and humans. Fair. Mm. And though I did that particular work... uh, a good couple of centuries back now. No, oh, fair enough. Uh, is, is there anything weird in how he's talking about this painting? Like, I don't know, I just... Um, you can roll an insight check if you want. Yeah. Oh, no, that's bad. It's like six. I've no idea. But as far as you can tell, uh, he's somewhat proud of the painting... Um, you're not getting a it's sort like of. <laughs> you're not really getting a vibe of it. Uh, like eighty years ago, I murdered the last of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sort of vibe. It, he just seems to be treating this as mm. as you having interest in a piece of his work. So that, that's that's the tone I'm doing. So mm. like, fair. Um, yeah. But uh, I do, as I say, I do, uh, I do have some of the original sketches. Uh, they. Uh, I do like to collect artworks, and as I said, the uh, I do have sketches from the city before we built uh, it got built up. Uh, I would well. like to see that because this is the first place we've been where, like, the person who made it's not really around. So, mm. be mm. interesting. Well, you know what? Yeah, I mean, it's just so involved, isn't it? It's fascinating. I'd yeah. be happy to invite. Um, each of you upstairs, if you'd like. Uh, I uh, I do own the penthouse. Uh, oh, wow. I could show you oh, that would be fantastic. I wondered who lived up there. Yes. No, I'd be happy to show you some of the uh, pieces from my collection. Sounds lovely. If, if that's not too much Thank of a tradition. Thank you. No, that, that would be absolutely. Uh, fantastic. Um, I've not seen a lot of art in here since we've been here. Hmm. Hmm. Art is an interesting thing. I personally am a great lover of art, but I'm the same. People, the people here have their styles, their fashions that come and go, and they're such fans of order, of everything being just so and in its place. Do you know they actually have a giant rock garden where they just rearrange stones? Sometimes large stones, sometimes small stones, little pebbles. There was someone who liked stones we were talking to before. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that. that. 
Oh. I've heard those are popular um, in Haldanos. One, one of the people on the desks where you get your passports, I can't remember their name. Oh, uh, the, the, pa- the passport administrator. Yeah. Mm. No, there's a whole public garden. Um, in fact, the gestures and you glancing down the city, you can indeed see what appears to be, there is a sort of public park that appears to be the largest Zen garden you've ever seen. Right. It has yeah. like... Zen as fuck. It has like <laughs> Mania-style obelisks. Um, as well... Uh, so fucking Zen. Yeah. Oh, wow, there's yeah. like... You know when you know how you get people who like perfectly balanced rocks on the beach. Yeah, there's yes. like rocks like that mm. that are, you know, the size of carts that have been carefully. Presumably, it must have taken whole group teams of people to get them organized mm. like that. Yeah, you know that's one of the originals. You see, that's very impressive, but it's not. It's not really my thing so much. Mm. I find this sort of art a gesture at the painting. Which I'm assuming is like a beautiful fucking oil painting. Oh yeah. Um, mm. It's just, you know, a bit more expressive. I absolutely agree. Mm. There's no, nothing wrong with the rocks, just, mm. you know, not for me so much. There was a... Personally, I've always found... I found this place lacking in personal expression. Mm. Everything Flair. was... Every, everything was at the mercy of what the people, whatever that means, wanted. At the mercy of gathering large groups together to do thing, And you couldn't achieve the sort of personal expression that you can when you can... When, when you have you somebody properly gather. manage a project? Is that what you're talking about? That's part of it, yes, mm. but... Everything was volunteer-based. People would... Like the garden. Like the uh, uh, the Zen garden. <laughs> zen. Like the rock gardens. People would mm. carry on a project until they got bored. And then it would stall until someone else took it up, and sometimes, and unless it was a an actual civic need, it was entirely at the whim of whoever could convince the most people to do a thing. Hmm. Debates. There were so many debates in those days. Imagine that got huh. boring quite quickly. <sighs> they had their uses. People would discuss philosophy and all manner of things. But they were a useful platform to get people to understand what wealth could do for them. Hmm. And it took time, but... I managed to shift enough minds over enough time to really make something of this place. Oh, you must be a patient man. Well, you know how it is with us, uh, with us dwarves. When we do something, you like to do it right, and we like to take our time. And certainly, you must have had to have been very um, 
uh, charismatic, convincing. Uh, if uh, if it was all subject to uh, debate and um, public opinion, I find that if I can sit down and have a good chat with uh, with the right people for long enough, I can usually bring them round to my way of thinking. Well, you can get sure. a lot done with a chat. I agree exactly. with that, certainly. Oh, can I just no. see how sinister that comment was? Can I just roll insight on how much that just means I do magic on people and charm the fuck out of them? I mean, you can roll an insight <laughs> check if you want. <laughs> I'm going to roll insight, and regardless of its answer, that is what I'm going to decide it, man. Oh, it's 21. <laughs> God, um, not done. Look okay. Mm. If... Uh, I will say that if this person has some sort of secret way of uh, magically compelling and charming people, that would that's definitely a phrase that uh, will make you super suspicious of that. You also might be paranoid. Hmm. I might be paranoid. I absolutely <laughs> might. But that was a loaded <laughs> sentence that made me really not like this. <laughs> and there've been so many of the of those. There's been so many of them. Like... There was just that one. I was like, you know, when that one's so, too far, I have to roll inside. Like, oh, hmm. out of character, I'm lying real hard right now. <laughs> like so, oh, yeah. so like, oh, we're doing all the lying. <laughs> mm. Well, speaking in any case. I think that was a very satisfactory meal. That's lovely. Very, very nice. Uh, you were expressing an interest in looking at some of my collection, and personally, I would be very interested in trying some of this chocolate. Perhaps we could uh, retire upstairs to my penthouse. I mean, art and chocolate is a fantastic combination. Excellent. Yes. And uh, if you'd like any drinks for the road, please. Sure. I have. I order another, like, big whiskey. (laughs) The uh, Shanty orders a small sparkling white wine, um, but Vic Vic, uh, doesn't finish her drink. (laughs) Leaves her her wine. Um, What? Did did Scamp order any sort of drink? Apparently not. (laughs) Sorry? Apparently not. I don't think I ever got round yeah, to it. Yeah, no, so. I don't remember the. Maybe re- forgot. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna guess that some water, some water in a jug was provided at one point. Probably, mm. yeah. Um, do you drink any of the water? I'd be probably cool because it's good water. I don't uh, trust this place, but it's gonna look real weird if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you having dr- uh, having had uh, uh, having had a little bite to eat, a little drink. You see that the various um, uh, white-coated servants uh, help sort of clean, uh, es- uh, you know, bring you final drinks as others clear away the table, uh, and th- uh, uh, and uh, three of them uh, join you. Uh, going up uh, as Magnus uh, leads you back out of the uh, restaurant and uh, up the last flight of stairs to a beautiful what appears to be a beautiful oaken door 
mm-hmm. um, with a small, with a little keyhole uh, and a handle. You see, Magnus uh, reaches behind his uh, his uh, billowing white beard um, and produces a small silver key on a little chain. Unlocks the door. Um, this I want to keep thing. things in my beard. But it, always, <laughs> it explodes when I sneeze and then it's gone forever. <laughs> a, That's hilarious. Did, do you say that out loud? I mutter it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> there is a... There, there is a brief... As you mutter that, like, Scamp, you're the only one who mutters that. Um, I guess potentially the uh, cause in Celestia, you might have heard the mumble. Uh, you might have heard them mutter something. Um, but something you, weird about a beard. Yeah, yeah something. You heard something about a beard. Uh, you do. Uh, I'll say that all of you do notice uh, <laughs> a brief, almost like a pause from Magnus. It's just for a second after the scamp says this um, before opening the door and leading you in. Uh, as you uh, as you step uh, into uh, as the door opens, you are shown into the sort of living room esque area of the uh, of the penthouse and again there is these sort of floor to ceiling windows on one side mm. uh giving an unparalleled view of the city uh a lot of this there are sort of like arch uh, sort of dividing walls with wide open archways between the different rooms um and but you can see that uh I'm going to say that broadly, if we do a sort of northeast southwest, mm-hmm. because I always enjoy doing this, uh, uh, do, uh, putting my entrances on the south side for some reason. You come mm-hmm. in uh, from the foyer to the uh, to the south, and you uh, and there is to the west uh, the uh, is the wide window along the living room. You can see there's a tasteful, uh, you know, tastefully decorated wooden wall. Uh, 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 sort of with fucking like dado, uh, like a date, uh, like a wooden dado, um, and a, 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 a very nice uh, wallpaper uh, to the north. Uh, to the north, to the east, there is a wide, a sort of wide open archway with dividing wall leading into what looks to be a personal bar. Um, and one of the three uh, uh, white-coated uh, s- uh, servants who enters immediately takes up a position behind the bar uh, to prepare various drinks. Uh, others sort of place themselves around the li- uh, the other two place themselves around the living room, uh, ready to answer any uh, requests. Uh, one by the door and uh, one by the opposite uh, wall and you can just see beyond there is another archway uh, past the bar that seems to be leading into the master bedroom uh, there are a number uh, along the side of the wall of 
along the end of the sort of um, bar type area. Uh, I'm going to say on the sort of northern wall again, which is uh, fairly flat and decorated. You can see there are diff various pieces of artwork uh, on the walls, including indeed sketches of the early city, uh, which do appear to be, uh, which you can examine. And uh, you can see a number, uh, uh, there are a number of, uh, I'm going to say that there are three sort of uh, sturdy stone-looking plinths uh, with what look like some sort of dome-like uh, object underneath each of them. Um, but you can't currently see them because they are covered with little cloths. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, Does it feel okay in here? Feels normal. Like... Spirits seem okay? Spirits... Yeah, Rainbow Spirit's looking around with a little, little interest, but definitely the same hostility you're feeling. Oh yeah, like it's pissed, but, but <laughs> otherwise... Know, there are interesting yeah. things here. Mm. Um, so I will say, for the sake of completeness, uh, you can just see that there is a door, uh, uh, that there is a slightly ajar an open door uh, from the master bedroom into what appears to be a bathroom with... Uh, you would guess probably some sort of swanky bath in there. Uh, depends if you want to investigate that or not. <laughs> if you want to go investigate the bathroom for a moment. Uh, <laughs> but you can see that um, that Magnus is leading you over towards the uh, uh, towards the various uh, art pieces of art uh, uh, in the uh, on the north uh, along the sort of northern wall uh, at the bar area. If you'd like any more drinks, please just uh, tell you. Uh, please just uh, see whatever you'd like, and uh, and we'll fix them up for you. Oh, thank you. I'm still nursing this one for a while yet. You don't want to rush a whiskey this good. You, you all enter. Uh, all stepping in. Jeffrey start uh, pops onto the bar. <laughs> the uh, orc at the bar kind of tilts her head for a moment. And after uh, a goat steps inside and produces what appears to be a bowl of peanuts. Of course. Jeffrey starts uh, gnawing on peanuts quite at ease. Jeffrey's having peanuts. a great day. Yeah. <laughs> no, as you can see, I've got a series of, uh, I have a series of art pieces here. Oh, wow. Beautiful place you've got, by the way. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, this is wonderful. Great deal of work to put it uh, put it all together, but uh, I am very pleased with it. It's one of my great joys to be able to wake up in the morning, just as towards the master bedroom, and you can see that there is indeed another floor to ceiling window. Um, <laughs> there are curtains, but they're currently drawn, so you can see the uh, see the stars out. I enjoy being able to wake and see, watch the sun rise. And gestures mm. over to the living room and the other floor to ceiling window and to be able to sleep and in the evening to watch the sunset or well watch the sunset and the sunrise the there is no sun here as i'm sure you've noticed yeah it's a weird thing that isn't it interesting yeah how does that work do you know well if i had to make a guess i would probably my estimate would be that this 
is that the sky itself is not exactly well, not exactly real. Most likely a very powerful enchantment of some sort, or some sort of illusion. Hmm. I suppose that would make sense. Ah. Fucking big illusion, though, eh? Mm. A fine, a fine approximation of uh, uh, approximation, though. Uh, the real sort of warmth on your skin, the lovely feeling of daylight. Plants grow well enough, but. There is just something about it that's not quite the same as the real thing. Well, I agree with you. It's still pretty, though. Mm. Just different. Ah. And of course, though, I had gestures to the three covered, uh, uh, to the three covered uh, domes. These, uh, we have a handful of, uh, I suppose you call these the centerpieces of my collection. What are they? Things I recovered from my adventuring deeds. Would you like to see them? Love to. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. Takes the. He pulls the uh, rug, sort of dramatic. Uh, sorry, sorry, I should stop the music uh, and replace it with a different one, because uh, as soon as as soon as the door closes uh, into the apartment, the distant sound of the restaurant just cuts off completely. Mm. Uh, the room oh, here. That's frightening. Uh, the room here is uh, quiet by comparison. You see, pulls that he pulls the uh, uh, the cloth off the first one, and you see there is what appears to be a piece of cloud stone uh, that has a. You notice is uh, has been cracked on one side and slightly melted on two others in that way that you've seen pieces of cloudstone melted back in um, Sunder in some of the old, oldest ruins. But the rest is intact. And on it, you, there is a series of gigantic runes and art depicting what appears to be a uh, a sort of uh, line drawing of well a walled city uh with a sort of bubble over it floating uh stylistically depicted among the clouds it very much reminds you of the Cirrus citadel as you first saw it when you entered through the crack in the wall, mm. oh, uh, besides the okay. big obvious um, cita- uh, citadel door. Huh, surprised you haven't been to Sunday. Mm. A- Achin Cities is where I've seen that kind of stone before. Hmm. Achin? Yeah. Sunderfolk. Hmm. The name. The name does ring a bell. Now that I think of it, see. Ah. Isn't the uh, the giants um, interacted with them way back when? He pauses and gestures, and one of the servants uh, takes a piece of artwork down from the wall, and you can see there's a hand sketch drawing of what appears to be um, a different set of markings. This time, depicting. In that style, gigantic style you've come to expect, 
what appears to be uh, a giant working at some sort of forge, uh, aided by much smaller figures with bird-like features. Like these? Yes. Yeah. Ah, so the, the southern client... The southern client species... That would make sense. The created ones. Huh? No, I haven't called that before. I did my research. I researched and found what I found in the northern kingdoms of the giants. In the north, in in Haldanos, the giants held dominion over the three... Uh, the three-in-one people, as they called them. Uh, goblins, hobgoblins, and bugbears. Mm. Mm. But oh. they broke off from a southern dominion that created people more amenable to serve them. Hmm. So is that sensible? And they... So you've met them. Yeah, so lovely. Yeah. Most intriguing. Same as any other folk? There's lots of them. I suppose that would be the case. Especially if none of the original masters are still around. Well, thank you. That's quite interesting. But no, I this was my first clue that there was something here. A lot of the inscription is still intact and I had to piece it together from others. But this... Has a is a fragment of the tale of the theft of the Cirrus Citadel. If it's Uh. an old giant, can I read it? You can. This is a fragmentary text. You get the feeling that he has pieced more of this tale together from other from things uh, from other sources. Mm. But reading and kind of piecing it together. Uh, it seems to talk about a betrayal by someone, doesn't say, mm-hmm. uh, someone in a position of power and trust uh, who seems uh, uh, who seems to have stolen an entire city from the giants or from the, the gigantic empire. Mm. Uh, it sounds like this was... Uh, and again, there's not there's not an indication of who, uh, but the type of language used suggests someone of high rank and importance. Okay. Jordan's going to be um, consumed with this for a couple of moments. So, how do you mean theft? Did it belong to somebody else beforehand? Well, it's hard to say. The word, giant words for theft and, I suppose in uh, the Jovan tongue, you'd say secession are fairly similar. Uh. Uh, contextually, it's hard to say whether this is a case of them declaring independence or literally taking. But one thing was clear to me from context the rest of giant society was no longer able to access the Citadel of Clouds. Mm. Oh. It was cut off yeah. somehow. 
so it would appear that uh, stealing is quite the was quite the word. In fact, uh, not just the citadel, but apparently a series of valleys huh. and part huh. of the mountainside Shit. were stolen as uh, as part of it. Wow. That's quite impressive. Powerful folk. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I knew they could carry a lot, but damn. In fact, um, here, he takes the little key, unlock, uh, and you see unlocks a little lock at the base of the the, uh, glass dome, pushes it back, uh, and gestures to the tablet. If you'd like to take a, uh, if you'd like to inspect it uh, closer, uh, Corzo. Oh. It's cloudstone, it's quite difficult to damage. Can I ask a question? Yes. This is out of character. Mm. Um, I'm sorry to fixate on this subject so hard, but I'm obviously quite invested. Um, The time when uh, we were in the void, Mm. and it was the whole storyline where our bit of victories anchor had committed a crime and it had a trial and stuff. Yes. (laughs) That whole thing. Um, there was that room where spirits felt bad, and I can't remember anything about. It. Was it a bit? Was it any of it stone? Like what? What did it look like? Uh, it was part of a giant ruins, wasn't it? It, yes, was. it was. Was it cloud stone? Uh, it was indeed cloud stone. Yeah, I'm not yeah. touching anything. So you are like I. Actually, yeah. I actually keep like a few feet distance, as though like you know when you like step back and look at an artwork. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to touch anything. He moves over to the uh, to another one and pulls off the uh, uh, the piece of cloth, uh, and you can see what appears to be uh, a cup of silvery metal. You have seen enough at this point; you recognise it as mithril. Mm-hmm. Uh, graved, uh, and you can see engraved upon it are a series of uh, depictions uh, of what appear to be different landscapes um, with uh, some with pictures of little uh, depictions of little settlements in them, others of little towers um, and uh, you notice in each of these sort of panels there's like a little doorway that's depicted Hmm. Again, he takes the key and unclips it, opens up the um, the dome. Feel free to take a look at that. That was my next set of clues. You see, this was not, I believe, originally created by the uh, by the giants, or at least if the base material was gigantic hmm. it has it had modifications later so who do you think did create it then people who wanted to provide clues as to how to get here you see it took some searching but i was able to track down one of these locations just from Ah, exhaustive researching, trying to figure out the position of mountains and rivers. 
some of which have changed over time. Mm. But where the little doors are marked on the uh, on the cup, mm. that each of those led to a little doorway like the one you described in your giant clamshell. Mm, right. That's fascinating. I will have a look at the tablet, but I'm not going to actually touch it yet. Mm. I'm going to inspect the tablet, glance yeah. over the thing. He kind of takes the little key and clips on, uh, clips, uh, reaches under the third um, there and clips it and pulls off the uh, veil, opening the uh, opening the glass dome, mm. one hand in it. The last item appears to be a sort of small kind of pillar or like a little cylindrical object of cladstone marked with complex uh, metallic glyphs. And this... This is one of the. Uh, this has to be by far the uh, the most interesting piece of my uh, of my collection. Go on. What do you think it does? Can I read any of the glyphs? Uh, these glyphs appear to be um, uh, largely sort of the magical variety, but uh, roll an intelligence check. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Can I have a look and try and work out what it does as well? Yes. I try cornering it. Oh, that's a six. Don't nothing it. legible. Oh. Uh, if I can do Arcana, that's a twenty-five. Twenty-five. Uh, I, I don't think I want to know. I'm going to step back. You, you see, so just step back. This, as you glance at it, and so you sort of frown, lean forwards, and peer at it. Uh, and your mind makes a connection because it's very, very similar to a pillar you've seen before. Um, in the uh, in the final resting place of the Mothman, uh, you remember the pillars that kept away spirits. Yeah, I and don't. And this one's know. inverted. And as you just as you click, reach that realization. Ah, I see you've got it. This is the one that traps spirits. He thumbs a rune, slams the uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the the glass shut, and Celestia and Causin, you feel Aww. your souls wrench. <sighs> and when we pick up, uh, we are all going to roll initiative. Okay. Mm. But that is something for next time. Thank you all for playing. Mm. Thank you all for listening. Uh, and farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. No such thing as society. Just people and their families. Think how much more they all could be if I brought out their inner greed. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Calcineer. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear.